Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's Random Act of Kindness Day, Tony. Have you done anything kind for anybody today? Tony Kornheiser, let me see. No, no, I haven't. Uh-uh. There you have. No. So much of that holiday. Yeah. Who, who determines yeah. these days? A Florida man? I mean, who determines these stupid days? Every single day is five to eight days. You know what I mean? Yeah, Different national things something. you can choose from. And they put yeah. them on calendars and they put them out on the internet, of course, so everybody Marketing them. Welcome to PTI, Marketing boys people. and girls. Awful. In today's episode, Eric Bieniemy may move to the Commanders. The Jets search for their veteran quarterback, and Jay Billis joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Tiger Woods, sitting one shot over the projected cut line through two rounds at the Genesis Open in Los Angeles. After carding a minus two yesterday, Tiger followed with a plus three today to sit at plus one overall. Wilbon, how should Tiger feel about how he has played? Well, Tony, we have watched and followed Tiger Woods well enough and have a good enough understanding of who he is to understand how he feels, which is He's angry because he missed those putts, Tony. What, four putts inside of 10 feet? I mean, there, there are times yeah. they've gone, he's gone entire tournaments or back-to-back tournaments without missing a putt of 10 feet or shorter. So you know that even though you see him limping and it's just short of a grimace and it seems uncomfortable, and I know I'm rooting for him every hole just to walk up a hill, that when he's got the flat stick in his hand, he expects to make those putts. And we do, too. And I'm sitting there wincing as he misses those putts. And I'm thinking, wow, if he makes the putts that he always makes for 30 years, he's going to make the cut. And we're going to see him for the weekend. That's going to make us all happy. So I got to think it comes down to just that. There's other things he'll examine because he's Tiger Woods. But the putts, man, you're just not used to seeing them miss those. So I called you yesterday after I watched him on the Golf Channel birdie 16, 17, and 18. And he's playing as he played today with multiple major winners who are good friends of his, Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. And he's playing dead even with them, basically. And, he, and at the end of making the putt on 18, there is an incredible smile of joy and relief yes, on his face. Because he knows yeah. he's done something special. And I felt, and I told you before he teed off at all, that I thought he would miss the cut. I had right. Steve Sands on today on a podcast from the Golf Channel. And he said he would make the cut, and I said, I got to say, I think he was going to miss it. But I didn't think he would miss it like this. I didn't think he'd miss it with three bogeys in his last four holes. And one of the things Sands said was that he can swing. He can play. All these guys know he can play. Can he walk 72? Yes. Will his ankle, will his leg let him walk? Well, this was 36. And you could see by the end that I'm not sure he can walk even 36, you know? When you play late one day and early the next day and you don't get a lot of sleep and it's colder in the morning. And, I, you know, so I'm sure I join you in saying I I feel badly that he didn't, he did not make the cutter. It appears that way. There's one other thing to add. Tiger apologized today. Yesterday, apparently, he had put a tampon in uh, 
Justin Thomas's hand, which he clearly thought was funny at the time, but he apologized for it today. So it, it's like, Mike, yesterday was so good to him, yeah. and today was not. Today, not so today much. Today was not. Not so much. No. Although he'll play the Masters. You know he'll play the Masters. The NFL Network is reporting that Eric Bieniemy is expected to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington football team. Bieniemy would leave Andy Reid's side after five years as offensive coordinator there, including three Super Bowl appearances and two championships. Presumably, Bieniemy would call plays in Washington as their head coach, Ron Rivera's defensive guy. Wilbon, what do you think of this potential move by Bieniemy? I hate it because um, it's forced on him. Something is forced on him that should not be forced on him. He should be a head coach by now. I mean, as people will come in and they're a coordinator for a year and they look bad in the last game, they play like the Super Bowl, and they go right to a head coaching spot. And Bieniemy somehow, we're told, well, he didn't interview well. Well, he only interviewed with like one team this year. I know there have been other teams in the past. But, Tony, I hate this because he's going from one of the most smoothly functioning franchises in all of sports, certainly in the NFL, to a place that's been dysfunctional and toxic. And I don't mean the coaching staff level. I don't mean that. This is not about Ron Rivera. It's about Dan Snyder and the atmosphere and the culture of that place, and you and I know it well. And he's going to that. And you can't say, well, wait a minute. The front office has nothing to do with the coaching. It has everything to do. The franchise has been a, a mess for a couple of decades with, like, brief exception periods. And Bienemy's now going from Andy Reid and the culture of that, the Hunt family, to this mess? This is, this is garbage. And, you know, everybody will try to figure out a way to, to, to explain it away. I hate it, and I'm not going to try to explain it away. So I don't know Eric Bieniemy, and I don't know what his long-term goal is. But if he feels that to become a head coach, he needs to go away from Andy Reid and prove something somewhere else, I understand that. I understand why he might feel that. Like you, I don't think this is the right place to land. And I have two very specific reasons. One is the team is in the process of being sold, so a new owner could come in and he could dissolve the coaching staff. Owners do that right. all the time. And but then the where would that lead the enemy? The other reason is, well, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> they have no, no quarterback. This guy has worked with Patrick Mahomes, the top of the line, for five years now. Wentz is done. They think Heineke is a backup. So Sam Howell, who played he one is. game, appears to be their incumbent quarterback. When you call games for Patrick Mahomes and you call for these guys, it's, it's just different. It, I don't think he can look good. You know what I right. mean? Uh, if, you, right. if you yes. want to go somewhere, go somewhere else. Have a but does he have those choices, Tony? Tony, choices he doesn't have. I don't know. If he had a choice, yeah, he wouldn't know. be taking this one. You know, we'll welcome him to town. Eric Bieniemy, welcome. We're, I mean, it'll be an interesting local thing for us to be able to talk about this all the time. But come on, man. This is garbage. It really is. There's one we thing that has down. to be said. Eric, hold on. Just, just give me a minute here. What's that? Okay. The two offensive coordinators at Kansas City who stood at Andy Reid's side in the way Eric Bieniemy has, they became head coaches. Doug Peterson is a really good head coach. Your boy in Chicago was not that good, right? He was not that right. good. He's and okay. he had that same job. Matt Nagy, yeah. he had that same Matt, job. Yeah. So Bieniemy has a right Matt to Nagy. expect that job. Yeah, Matt, Matt Nagy. Nagy. Don't, so. don't get me started. I'm already started. Okay. We turn now. To the New York Jets' quest for a veteran quarterback. Peter King tells Rich Eisen he believes the Jets will go after Aaron Rodgers. Of course they will. And if they don't get Rodgers, 
they will seriously consider taking a run at Lamar Jackson. But we also have news. The team will welcome a visit from free agent Derek Carr tomorrow. Tony, which one of these three do you see the Jets as most likely to land? And which guy should they want the most? Okay, so I have no idea about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is about to enter the dungeon of darkness for the next four days. I thought he was in days. there. And I thought then, he was in there already. No, I, well, maybe he's in there already. And then I assume that Pat McAfee will take a long weekend to coordinate with Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> let me get to the sexy part of the question. The sexy part is the notion that Lamar Jackson might go to the Jets. And you, you, every single time John Harbaugh talks about Lamar Jackson, he says the same thing. I love Lamar Jackson. He's our quarterback for a long time. And yet, it appears that no progress is ever made on a contract. You know, Lamar Jackson wants a totally guaranteed contract, and the Ravens don't want to give it to him. And in the meantime, he gets hurt a lot. So it may be, Mike, it may be that the Ravens are learning to live without Lamar Jackson. But let me say this. It is so much easier in this league to win with a great quarterback. And I believe he's a great quarterback. Why would you get rid of him? Right? Why? I, Tony, I agree with you. So I'll just set that part aside. We agree 100%. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers going forward. When he comes out of darkness or light or whatever it is, I feel like I'm in a, a sophomore English lit class at St. Ignatius as we talk about darkness and light. Get Aaron Rodgers. You get Aaron Rodgers. You got something. I realize it's only going to be probably for two seasons. And if you can't, then you look at Derek Carr, who Derek Carr's record is something like 63-79 and 79 with the Raiders. I mean, you know, that's better than what the Jets have had, but not a whole, whole, whole lot. If you can get right. Aaron Rodgers, there's no uncertainty there. If you can get him, there's, uh, Lamar Jackson, yeah. I can't see Lamar Jackson in a Jets uniform, can no. you? That would be, that's history repeating itself because the Jets got Brett Favre when Aaron Rodgers became yeah. a starter. Yeah. Here's a, th- a quick thing about the Jets. The Jets... Cannot draft, cannot be allowed to draft another quarterback. They stink at it. They're okay, they whiffed on Sam yeah. Darnold. They whiffed on Zach Wilson. So they have to buy a quarterback. It's that simple. They have to go get somebody else's quarterback. Let's take a break. And they won't because this is their one highlight. One. Coming up, Purdue loses again. Should we still trust the Boilermakers? We're going to ask Jay Billis. I, I trust him. I like him still. We'll also ask Jay whether the Blue Bloods are down temporarily or whether something is shifting. 60 years, one highlight. Joe Namath doing this. One highlight. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. With the NFL season behind us and the NBA and its all-star break, it's time to dig into college hoops with our first visit of the season from our great friend, college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Jay, we're going to start with, um, with Purdue. Maryland beat Purdue last night. I watched, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of that game. I think they beat them fairly comfortably. This is Purdue's second loss in a row, and I believe three out of four. Wilbon has famously backed Purdue on this show, saying they are the number one team in the I'm country. I'm with, with it. Do you trust the Boilermakers at this point, Jack? I do. Uh, I think Purdue, if not the best team, one of the three best teams in the country, and they're a prohibitive favorite to, to win it. The, the problem is, Tony, we don't have uh, like a no-brainer favorite to win it. A couple years ago, Gonzaga and, uh, and Baylor were head and shoulders above everybody, and you would have been shocked if they didn't make the Final Four, and they wound up playing in the final against one another, and Baylor won. Uh, this isn't that kind of year. Uh, all, all the top teams have been steady throughout the course of the year, but they've been beaten here and there, especially on the road. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of them got beat in the Sweet 16 this year. That, that's going to happen. There, there's only been one year since the tournament expanded to 64, and that was 2008 when all four number one seeds made the Final Four. I don't think we're going to see all four number one seeds make it this year, but Purdue's got Zach Eady, who's 7-4 and just monstrous and incredibly efficient. Uh, so I, I favor them. They do have freshman guards, but their guards have been really consistent throughout the course of the year. You hear that, Tony? Huh? 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 I hear that. We get validation if Jay feels that way. I may skip right out of here even in this boot. Jay, you mentioned seeds, so let's go there. Do you have four that you favor at this point? You look and say, with all this crazy chaos going on, do you have four? You say, I think, I think it might be this group. Yes, uh, it would. Purdue would be in the four. So it would be Purdue, Houston, Alabama, and Kansas. Not necessarily in that order because Kansas has won 12 quad one games, you know, the highest caliber games. And they haven't, they haven't had any bad losses. You know, the Big 12 this year is a joke how good it is. There's no bottom in that league. Uh, there's no layup. Uh, and, you know, but when you look at college basketball this year, there's been some volatility with ranked teams losing to unranked teams, especially on the road. But when you look at the number one spot, uh, we've had four number ones this year, if you include preseason number one, North Carolina. You know, it's been Alabama number one right now. Houston has been number one in Purdue, and that's it. Uh, heck, football had three number ones. They had Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia. So it, it's not horribly unusual. We've had a rotating number one, but it's been the same teams that have rotated through it. Jay, I, I love, and I told Tony this yesterday, I sort of love the chaos. You're at Kansas, of course, which is one of the traditional Blue Bloods, the few still ranked. But I guess we want to zero in on this. Are the traditional powers like Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, Michigan State, Villanova, is, does the brief stay in college, is it changing even their fortunes along with the transfer portal? Are we just looking at one, you know, a one-off season? 
I think it's a one-off that we've got, you know, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke not ranked right now. Uh, that's unusual. Uh, Villanova, obviously, Jay Wright retired. I don't know. They didn't have a whole lot coming back, and Cam Whitmore was injured to start the year, so they've had some fits and starts. They're still a good basketball team, but they're not as good as, as we've come to expect at Villanova over the last 10 years. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to, to recruiting. Duke is really young, and they've had injuries at key positions. You know, if they had Derek Whitehead all year, who's a big-time shot maker, uh, they'd be a top 25 team now, maybe even a top 15 team. And I think they're trending in the right direction toward the end of the year. North Carolina's been a little bit of a puzzle, frankly. I think they missed Brady Manick from last year, who was a 6'10 guy that could make six or seven threes in a game or really stretch the floor. They don't have that dynamic this year. And they haven't been as consistent and haven't been as good. But I still think they're better than they've played and and they'll trend up toward the end of the year uh kentucky's been a surprise uh i think they're they're better than their their record personnel wise but their personnel has changed uh they've got a lot of transfers in they don't have the traditional kind of uh bevy of one and dones that have carried them throughout john calipari's tenure and i think it was just a recruiting change and uh and they're gonna they're gonna struggle to make the tournament i think they're gonna make it but it's not going to be by a wide margin we're going to get you out of here on this, and you have to be brief in the answer because of time. I want to be clear on this. This is the most important question there is. It is about Northwestern. Wilbon is wildly <laughs> excited about Northwestern, and they beat Purdue, and they beat Indiana. I think they beat them twice. Are they a team that you are confident in can make a run in the NCAA tournament? Brief answer. Hope it's no. <laughs> I think they can, but but they're they're very good defensively. Their their offense is the issue. Are going to are they going to be able to put enough points up when they get you know past the first round, maybe even past the second round? They've got really good guards. Boo Booey and Chase Audige are really really good. But the question is, can they score at multiple positions? Because they yeah. can guard. They're, they're a good defensive team, and I think Chris Collins has done a fabulous job with that program. They ought to put a statue up. He's already he's had their only NCAA <laughs> appearance already, and he's about to have yeah. two. He deserves a statue. I'll write a check. I'll write a check, Jay. I that's, promise. That's good. That's, I'm for that. Let's not hold our breath on Wilbon writing a check. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Thank I promise, you. Jay, the checkbook is out. You can catch Jay on a special two-hour college game day from Lawrence, Kansas tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll take one last break, but still to come, a go-to play for the Eagles may soon be gone. The person screaming no, no matter how much he likes Chris, could be Jay's classmate, but that's another story. How concerned should the Bucks be about Giannis's wrist injury? So Billis has you going to at least the second round, Will Bob. I, you're I, still afraid I, you're I not listen, getting in. But he's so on it. Right? You know, he knows better than me. We, we, we struggle to score. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 60th birthday, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There's really no point in listing all of Jordan's statistics. He's the best basketball player ever. In honor of this milestone birthday, Jordan donated $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. His basketball activities center on owning the Charlotte Hornets, who again won't make the playoffs, which has to frost him. Jordan and Denny Hamlin own a NASCAR racing team, and Bubba Wallace drives for them. Jordan spends a lot of time at his golf course in Hope Sound, Florida, Grove 23, Members say you can see him out there all the time playing 36 a day. Mike, I always thought he'd buy a baseball team. Tony, I know. I, I, you said that for years. Let me just say this. I, I'm going to sound a little philosophical and weird here, but I, but I wish him at 60 just peace and calm. There's been enough great adventure. There's been enough excitement. There's been enough thrill. I, peace and calm, which I think he finds on the golf course, and I think you know he finds it there too. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Jason Kidd. Around this day 15 years ago, the Mavericks completed a blockbuster trade with the New Jersey Nets that would bring Kidd back to Dallas where his NBA career began. The trade from the Nets' point of view centered on acquiring Devin Harris. Notably, the Mavericks signed Keith Van Horn, who had retired two years earlier, to a $4.3 million contract just so they could ship him to New Jersey to make the money numbers work. The Nets promptly waived Van Horn, who walked back into retirement a lot richer. Kidd was reunited with Mark Cuban, the relationship still stands because Kidd now coaches the Mavericks. Jason Kidd is still one of the underrated players of all time. Jason Kidd does not get the praise he should get as a player and, Tony, I think a terrific coach at a couple of stops, but as an assistant coach previously with the Lakers. But I think he's really the guy that the Mavericks need to push them. Happy trails to the Philadelphia Eagles' tush-push play. Dean Blandino, who goes on Fox TV to interpret and explain NFL rules, told something called the 33rdteam.com that the NFL is considering a rule change to eliminate the short yardage play the Eagles used so well this year. The Eagles had Jalen Hurts keep the ball, and teammates literally pushed him from behind to achieve the necessary yardage. Blandino said he'd be shocked if the NFL doesn't bar the play. Blandino also said Sean Payton told him he would use the play all the time if it's still legal. I like the play. I don't care if it's a rugby scrum. To me, it's ingenious, but I concede it distorts what a quarterback sneak is supposed to be aesthetically. Yeah, but Tony, it's one of the few times the NFL ever even thinks of creating legislation to stop offense. It never considers that. So you know what? Get more big uglies on the defensive side instead of just pass rushers and bring people in who can stop that play or at least thwart it. Don't just legislate against it. Totally agreed. It, you know, if we're beating you with this play, stop it. Stop you know the play. Just get people up. Hire stop somebody. the play. Play defense. Yeah. Big Scout finish. it out. Giannis hurt his wrist. He had to leave last night's game against your Bulls. Cause for concern? I don't think so. X-rays were negative. I certainly hope not. Skip the All-Star game. You don't need it anyway. Daytona 500 Sunday. Are you intrigued? Jimmy Johnson's going to drive. I don't think he's driven for a couple of years. I like Jimmy Johnson. This is the hole in my resume, Mike, as a columnist. This is the one event that I never went to. Women's you soccer. You and me both. United I've never States been. beat Canada in the She Believes Cup. Your thoughts? 
Tony, the U.S. is still ranked number one in the world ahead of Germany, and World Cup begins in July, so we got that to look forward to. Travis Kelsey will host Saturday Night Live. Will he be any good? Okay. The gold standard is Peyton Manning, and it is the gold standard. If you go out there as an athlete, and you're not Peyton Manning, somebody's going to say, well, what are you doing? Be Peyton Manning. That's a hard position to be in. But he ain't be Last one, NBA All-Star Weekend. What are you most looking forward to? The end of it. I mean, I like the three-point shooting yeah. every single year. I'm done with the dunk contest. The end of it. Let's get to the sprint, baby. 20 games left. Let's go. Out of time. Try and do better the next time. I am Tony Kornheiser talking about the conclusion of the regular season, of course. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend. Knucklehead, you can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. No football, no basketball this weekend, Tony, but still here's sports. PTI.